Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello, and welcome to this very unique episode of the MMA Fan Podcast. Um, it's unique because we are currently driving back from the O2 after UFC London in Stu Whiffin's rental car. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's been a really odd night in a lot of ways, not just because of the way that the main event ended but also for how we watch the show so uh, so welcome to this unique episode of the mma fan podcast i am blake harrison and here is Stuart whiffin Stu, how was your evening it was wonderful i mean we uh this it's going to be peppered this podcast with me going blake where am i going because I'm, I'm literally dropping you home but um we split the uh, event this evening i i was cage side uh as you was in the uh, the first london um event Stu has just rolled down the back window instead of the front window to put a ticket in the machine. So this is going well. There we go. Um, and and you was in the media room, so you was watching all the fights in there. Um, and it was a, it was a real mixed bag of a night. Um, part of it was, I mean, the main event. Which we're on, well, let's start with the main event, shall we? Yeah. Well, I just want to say I did watch in the media room. It was so weird because they kept bringing in fighters. Um, during other fights so there's basically most of the prelims I didn't watch properly so I'm going to have to go home and watch those fights we might be releasing another episode at some point this week if we can a proper episode where we talk about the fights in full because as it stands uh, there's loads I just can't possibly talk about because I just didn't watch it because I was interviewing things like Michael things like people like Michael Chandler people like Leon Edwards and people like Arnold Allen that weren't even on the card but were able to uh, to get in and um, and have an interview with us but in terms of the main event I mean what was it 15 seconds and then Tom Aspinall went uh, went down injured I don't exactly know what happened but he really badly seemed like he injured his knee some people talk people were talking about a, a, a potential ACL injury um I have no idea what happened um so yeah I mean it's a shit thing for Tom Aspinall it's a shit thing for Curtis Blades it's not good for anyone really 
Um, what is great is we've gone the wrong way and we've just passed a car with the license plate saying no hate. Uh, but he's he's on the road uh, talking on his phone in quite an aggressive way. And yet your license plate said no hate. So, uh, you know, do, do what your car tells you to do, mate. Uh, Stu, what was your thoughts on the main event? Uh, I thought the, the <laughs> it was just heartbreaking. The roar when Tom come out was unbelievable. And, and of all the, where we were sitting in the media side, um, all the fighters, the UK fighters, were on the other side of the octagon. But for this one, Tom was right in front of us. So you could sort of see him and his dad and his team. Uh, and he just looked so game and up for it. And within, yeah, literally 15 seconds, he threw that, that kick, which looked like it landed on the sort of thigh of Curtis Blades. And... You just see him recoil onto his ass, like just clutching his knee. And at first, obviously, when you see them shots, you just think, "Oh no, have we got another broken shin bone or something like that?" And there wasn't. I mean, you watch the replays; it doesn't look like anything that sort of snapped, like bone-wise. But whatever it done, if it was his ACL, it's, oh, it's heartbreaking. The, the whole, the whole thing was 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 so sad to sort of because it had been such a fun event, and and to sort of see it end so quickly. For Tom was heartbreaking. We've just finished at the post-fight conference as well, and and Curtis Blades just seemed like, obviously, it's not the Harry wanted to get that win. Uh, just yeah, just a, 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 he also a, a, did seem pissed off that we were chatting to Molly and Paddy for forty minutes. The yeah. whole media room was, and he came in saying, "Oh, my answers aren't going to be good because you've been taking too long with Molly and Paddy." It's like, well, you know, they're kind of the stars of the show and they're the hometown team, and and they had really great fights and you had 15 seconds and I know it's not your fault but that's just how it happens so yeah he didn't seem overly thrilled with with the people in the media room but but that is that is how it is um he he did uh, talk about his next fight though probably being the winner of title with us or Cyril Garn um and I I think he said that he thinks Garn should have that um but he said also not to really bet on anything in MMA, particularly heavyweight MMA, and and Taito of us has always got a chance of knocking Garn out, which is which is true. But I think you would probably favour Garn in that fight. Have you got anything else to say about the main event or what Curtis Blades in the media room? No, not really. He didn't seem like he was a happy bunny. He, he did seem to feel like uh, the attention was on Paddy and Molly, as you said, and and, and rightly so because you know with, with the fights in the UK. And uh, and but look at the performance that they put on, which we will get onto. But before that, we need to talk about um, Chris Curtis and, and, and Jack Hermanson. And I mean, there to, to walk out after Paddy and Molly. Oh my God! I mean, the I've, I've never experienced a crowd like that. Um, and I've been to quite a lot of UFC events. I've been to quite a lot of boxing events at the O2 and concerts and stuff. But it was unreal, um, and to then, and 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 I thought what, what I did like about it, Chris Curtis coming out to Sweet Caroline as a nice little sort of nod to to, to Darren Till, um, and I think uh, when we got to, I mean, it was a, I, I thought Jack Dunwell kept him at distance, you know, through lots of kicks, uh, and I, it didn't really feel to me that I, I thought he fought a smart fight, Jack, but it didn't necessarily make for a super exciting fight off of the back of the the, the KOs from the Scousers. Um, and then right at the very end, Chris Curtis was like, Jack was on his toes and he was literally running rings around the octagon. 
and Chris Curtis was like, "Come on, let's let's fight." And and fair play to to, to Jack. Why, why would you? You've got a comfortable victory there. Why? I, I, I know the fans want it, but you put on a, a you know a pretty dominant display. Why risk getting knocked out by Chris Curtis, who, who you know who can knock people out? And so, and then afterwards, you know, he's. We've also just heard Jack in the post-fight conference. He seems like such a lovely dude. And what happened where I was sitting was as Chris Curtis left the venue, as he walked out of the octagon, he was just literally walking past Jack giving his post-fight speech and was just giving him the finger. He seemed really, really unhappy. Um, But don't get me wrong, as soon as um, Goddard stepped in and separated him at the end, Jack seemed pretty... He responded as, as quite quickly and, and aggressively to, to Chris Curtis. It looked like we might actually get some, some fireworks after the bell. But, you know, it never happened. But I, I think further down the bill, if that fight would have sort of been there, it would, would have been an entertaining fight. But I just think they were big shoes to fill. And, and, and that's all I've really got to say about that. Did you manage to sort of catch much of it in there? Or was there people on stage at that point? No, uh, I mean, this is really lame of me. There was no one on stage, but there was just some chats going on and I got involved in some conversations and that is just like one of those things that happened. What do you want to say? That's when your Deliveroo arrived as well, yeah. so you had to go out the front of the O2 to collect that, didn't you? That's right. Oh, yeah, boy, getting the old Doner kebabs in for the Scousers. Uh, so let's move on to the Scousers because that, that's what we were really all there for. And they're the ones that shone again. So let's start with Paddy. I mean... I thought this was going to be a sort of tough fight for him, and I think it did prove to be tricky at points, but I think Jordan Levitt kind of... I think he lacked where I thought he would lack, and that was just in that sheer fire of the fight. You know, I think Jordan does well in maybe a more technical fight where he can wrestle a bit more, and his wrestling caused Paddy some problems, but Paddy's grappling, I think, can be underrated, especially when he's gone into the UFC and just got two knockouts in these crazy firefights he's had for like three minutes, four minutes, whatever it was in in those last two fights he's had. Um, but his grappling's great, and he got fantastic submission. Um, one of the brilliant things that happened was... Uh, Shout out to Zoe, who works uh, for the UFC, because I was walking out just to see Paddy's walk, and she went, do you want me to see if I can get you into the cage side area? I was like, yes, please. And she did. So Paddy is the only fight I actually watched live from cage side, and it was phenomenal. The walkout, the buzz, the fight itself, I thought, was, was, was interesting, was great. It wasn't all action-packed like some of his last fights, but it had intrigue to it in terms of the grappling exchanges. But Paddy always seemed to be the one in the ascendancy, always seemed to be the one that was like, all right, we're going to the ground. I'm going to try and be the one that locks you up in a guillotine or a rear naked choke or, you know, an arm triangle or whatever it is. It was always Paddy, Paddy, Paddy doing the... achieving the more fight-ending scenarios, whereas... Uh, Jordan uh, Levitt just was more seemed to be more content with just he had a couple of slams and pinning him down and maybe trying to land a few strikes here and there but I don't feel like Paddy ever really looked like he was in too much danger how did you see it? Yeah uh, pretty much what you just said there Um, he he looked uh, I mean in in fairness to Jordan never fighting in front of a a big crowd and to walk out into that octagon uh, must have been something to really have to sort of deal with and Paddy said in the post fight that he was just sort of staring across at him trying to sort of his eyes burning into his soul and he said like I could see 
that it was all getting to him. Uh, I thought Paddy looked comfortable um, throughout the whole fight, and he said um, when he threw that knee, which kind of brought it close to the close, uh, he said, like, my knee, as he said when he got up on the stage at the post-fight conference, he said, my knee's, like, hurting, stepping up there. He said, like, that hit his skull. So he knew that he'd done a bit of damage, and then... And then hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Got the finish. Uh, and, oh, it was just, it was a moment. I think, like... Looking back at the last UFC London, which was phenomenal as well, you know, just these moments, and he was saying as well about, you know, he hates the sort of terminology hype train, but for me, I, I don't just... I hope he doesn't interpret people saying that as, you know, he's a novelty, and when's it going to end? Because I, he's doing all the right things. You know, he's a superstar, you know, and what's this, his third fight in the UFC? Yep. Like ridiculous like you know the whole of the O2 I mean he said something post fight as well that the O2 is too small for me now I mean you know that's great chat but if Paddy the Baddy headlined the O2 it'd sell out and and that's that's impressive and I think tonight's performance absolutely sort of delivered everything he said he was going to do he said that he was a little disappointed in his performance I don't know why I don't know what else he could have done really I thought them grappling exchanges he seemed really in control even when like you know he might have been on the wrong end of it he never looked like it was ever going to sort of go any other way than the, the, the way it went so yeah huge huge win and I'm still on the hype train uh, and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon I think this is just going to add to his confidence um, I'm interested to see who's next yeah, um, and this is a chance to say go and check out our socials on uh, on Twitter and Instagram because we did get to chat with, with Paddy and Molly in the media room. Uh, Paddy saying that he can get up to 205 pounds. That's a light heavyweight when he's outside of camp. We asked him a funny little question about that. And also Molly was incredible and she referenced all of the... Uh, 
shit that that Paddy's had to deal with over the last uh, week. And if you're not aware, he developed a great uh, kind of relationship with with Baby Lou, who's like a four-year-old boy who was suffering from cancer terminally, sadly passed away a few weeks ago. And also one of Paddy's good, good friends uh, committed suicide. And Paddy found out about it, I think, on Friday. So, I mean, gosh, he's been through a hell of a lot and still pulled out such an incredible performance so yeah and and what an amazing thing at the end of the fight as well to openly be saying you know men talk talk to people that don't don't suffer in silence don't think it's not masculine enough to to ask for help or to to console a friend because as as paddy put it beautifully he'd rather his friend cry on his shoulder than paddy himself cry carrying his coffin a week later i mean absolutely I mean, beautiful words said about such a tragic situation. So, yeah, that's that goes out to everyone. And, and, and testament to that was the fact that he was so open with his emotion after making that speech. You could see, uh, as he walked past, I think you see one of our socials, I managed to sort of capture a little bit of it. Like, he was in tears, you know. It looked like he was just overcome with, with emotion. And, and after a week like that, and then having to do what he's done this evening... You know that that shows real courage and and, and that vulnerability that, that 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 Paddy's got to speak like the way he does and to be an open book like credit to him, absolute credit to him. Absolutely. And then moving on to uh, his scouse brethren. Uh, there was a fight in between that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but let's just move on to Molly, shall we? Because we're going to be home soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, props to the Hall of Famer Gustafsson, um, who I'm a big fan of Gus, but. There's not a lot to say about that tonight because Krylov went in there and just put the pressure on him and absolutely destroyed him. Um, the, it was just relentless with pressure uh, and just put him away very, very, very quickly. Uh, um, I've seen that DC's already posted that maybe it's time that, you know, very kindly and, and, and as a friend, like maybe that's that's time now. You know, to, to 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 hang up the mitts because no one wants to see Gus get get beaten. And yeah, it was uh, it was a, a sad night for Gus. And but uh, yeah, I mean, props to to Krylov, like an incredible, devastating performance. Uh, and so yeah, and then we can now get on to uh, Meatball. So yeah, Meatball is the one. Uh, that's the one we want to talk about. Uh, what a display! I mean, after n- not getting a finish in the UFC and after having uh, you know these decision wins or, or losses and things, she pulled out that knockout of the year contender in the last London card back in March. And again, that spinning back elbow came into play. It wasn't as devastating a, a, a kind of one-hit finish with the elbow. She seemed to rock her hard on the feet with a punch. Then she hit the elbow. Then she landed some more punches. But Jesus, to to the transformation in Molly to get these two first round finishes absolutely phenomenal and she's called out Antonina Shevchenko going for Valentina's sister I think it's a fantastic call out I think um, she's just a star in the making I mean we're not even in the making she is a star she is a star she's coming to the press conferences with Dana White's whiskey the howler head stuff and all of that I mean and the two of them together doing press conference together I hope they're never on different cards from each other. They have to fight on the same card all the time. It's unlikely that there'll be another UFC London or a UFC in the UK anytime soon. 
so they're going to have to go somewhere else but there's new york there's abu dhabi there's loads of places that they could go and uh yeah it's just it, the, the 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 scousers together you've got to get them on pay-per-views and you've got to get them possibly even well definitely being on main cards i mean they 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 sell the fights they really really do so yeah it's it's a special thing uh, for them two to be on the main card we're just kind of pulling up towards home now um, and uh, yeah it is a uh, it's a special thing to see Molly and Paddy together in in their fights and uh, and yeah I mean just do you have anything else to say about it it was just a phenomenal finish wasn't it yeah and uh, again she just looked so dominant and she was just throwing big shots big shots and uh, Absolutely impressive. I'm, 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 you know, calling that Shevchenko is amazing. She said, "Am I ready for Valentina?" No, I'm not. Um, which again, that's what I love. I love the honesty um, about you know that you get from her and Paddy. Um, so if that fight happens, fantastic. Um, yeah, and do you know what? She should have had a drink. She should have had a little drink. Like it was amazing. She had a big bottle of Hale Head at the post fight. God knows how much I see her doing. Um, uh, as soon as she walked out the octagon, um, uh, Joanna called her over, who was cage side with Michael Chandler uh, and oh, I can't think, uh, Leon Edwards maybe. Um, uh, they, they were all in a sort of big row along there, and they were all pouring the shots and, and having a big drink with uh, with Molly on the way out. And she looked like she she. There's a party going on with Molly tonight somewhere, and I wish I was at it because she was buzzing at that post-conference and like you say always together always Paddy and Molly together they should always do that sort of stuff because the chemistry is ridiculous uh, and it's so so lovely and exciting and funny and you know and they talk really lovely things who can get 70 odd thousand people is that amazing the O2 something like that isn't it hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like, oh, it's like 20,000. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, who can get that amount of people chanting, fuck the Tories? Like, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's amazing. And, yeah, oh, I, I was absolutely... Like, she... I'm not suggesting the rest of that card wasn't exciting, but it went to a different place. When when Molly walked out into there and she got that knockout, it was like, right, now, now here we go. But... What was before? What was before Molly's fight? I have no idea, but it's going to be interesting to see how they book 
Molly and Paddy now because you, you do sort of have to keep them as a double act. The fact that they're in the post-fight press conference together and Molly did like the first five or six questions because Paddy just didn't even come up for air while smashing through these German doner kebabs. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they book them because you would argue that Paddy's not necessarily ready for a co-main event yet, but you want them on these big pay-per-views and they will sell it. That's the thing. If if they're on a pay-per-view on the undercard of, you know, any champion or a lot of cards are two belts now, you stick those two on the cards. The champions are licking their lips because they know they're going to be getting extra pay-per-view points because people will pay good money to tune in and watch the Paddy and Molly show. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk. I know that, you know, we've got to start to wrap it up now because uh, I'm literally sitting outside your house and it is like... Stupid o'clock in the morning, uh, but we wanted to sort of just capture the excitement that we're still sort of coming down from 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 being at the O2. But one of the fights that that really excited me this evening was to see Nathaniel Wood, the the only Londoner on the card. Um, obviously, it all went wrong for him in, in, in the last UFC London with his opponent pulling out literally like a day before uh, and and after. And that, and that was also. Uh, Nate coming off of uh, a hand injury. So to see him go in there tonight, and it was a great fight as well. Uh, and he just looked really solid, really dominant, uh, and got a big win. So it was great to see uh, GB top team there, seeing Brad in his corner. Um, another fighter that was fighting out of GB top team tonight was Mark Dear Casey. Uh, got, uh, you know, grounded out uh, and wrestled solidly for, for three rounds, which probably. Most of us didn't expect, you know, we've seen him throw some very flamboyant kicks and get some, some good finishes, but he, he, he changed his game tonight and really showcased his, his grappling and, and, and got a very dominant win. Um, I'm just trying to think what other fights really sort of, is there anything you want to Did say you mention Jai Herbert? I mean, that was, that, that was one of the first fights of the night. Um, I think he was the first Brit in the ring and obviously after the last uh, UFC London, heartbreaking uh, for Jaya, you know, he's a, he's a former guest of the, on the show and he's such a nice dude. Uh, again, Leon Edwards in his corner. Uh, Jaya just put on a, a, a solid performance tonight, got a nice win. And I've got to be honest, I was, I was chatting to some of the other people in the media room and there was that worry that if he got a loss tonight, could that be him out of the UFC? Uh, and no one wants to see that. So hopefully his performance tonight, um, I don't know what's left on his contract, but... Um, yeah, a, a big win in the UK. Massive props and respect to, to Jai. Uh, it was lovely to see him get that win. Um, Mohamed Mikhaev was the other one that, that, that got a win. Got 15 minutes in the cage, won by a decision in the end. I think a lot of people were expecting him to run through Charles uh, Johnson in more emphatic fashion, but... It's 15 minutes of cage time, which is really good for a young fighter like Mohamed Mikhaev. And believe me when I say a lot of people are still tipping him to be a huge player at 125. They're tipping him to be a future champion and maybe even going up in weight and doing something at 135 as well. He's still very, very young. He's one of the most successful, if not the most successful amateur MMA fighter of all time. He has got an incredibly bright future. And uh, yeah, we, as I say, we, we spoke to, to him. We had questions with Jai. We had questions with Molly, Paddy, all the big winners uh, at, uh, at UFC London. You go on our socials and you can check out some of our questions that we ask those guys. And not only that, but also Michael Chandler, Leon Edwards and Arnold Allen were all there as well. So we had little chats with them as well. You can check those out on our socials. Is there anything else you want to touch upon? Uh, uh, a bad night for Mason Jones. Uh, I think he went in there with, uh, you know, with, with, with 
well, of course he went in there with the best of intentions, but uh, he just seemed to get beaten to the punch tonight. Um, what I will say is wherever he bought his chin from, a lot of fighters need to go to that shop because Mason Jones, he had a couple of kicks that were just insane and he just walked through them. Um, yeah, hopefully we're going to see Mason uh, back in the octagon soon. But um, yeah, tough night uh, for him tonight. But Mikhaev, just to touch on that, uh, mauled him. Just looks so comfortable. Um, I don't know if the fans wanted to see a, a, a finish. Oh, of course they wanted to see a finish. But I thought he he, he looked really, really good. Johnson... Like, uh, one of the most incredible hairlines, uh, receding hairlines I'd ever seen. It receded right to his neck. Uh, and he just had that weird kind of like little bit of hair, uh, on, on, on the, at the back of his head. I don't know if that was the, the stress of, of, of fighting Mackay have done that. But, um, yeah, uh, again, when he made that walk to the octagon, uh, tonight, uh, Mohammed, the, raw for him and second fight in the UFC second fight in the UFC isn't it yeah. like you know the, the hype around him uh, he, he, he's, he's ridiculous uh, and, and I think you know he showed again tonight why that hype's there because he's a, he's a serious contender there so uh, yeah it was a, 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 an incredible evening um, great to see Chandler I saw Rakic there um, I saw MVP was there Jimmy Manua, there was like loads of the fighters had come out. I haven't seen Arnold, like, um, which is a shame. It would have been nice to have gone and said, said hello. But uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, another big night in the in in the UFC in the O2, and just heartbreaking that we didn't get the cherry on the cake um, with a a big old tear up between Blades and 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 Tom. So yeah, just to, I guess as we wrap this up, just say all the best to Tom Aspinall. Hope he's uh, I hope he's you know in, in hospital getting his, his his leg put right as we speak, and hopefully he'll make a quick recovery, and we'll see him back in there either against Blades or or another top ten. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose a couple more things before we finish up. Paul Craig felt really sorry for Paul Craig. Uh, Uzdemir just seemed to be just quite dominant in terms of not getting sucked into Paul's game and I think that's one thing I've been worried about for a while is people seem to underestimate Paul's jiu-jitsu and Uzdemir didn't. Uzdemir went no I'm going nowhere near you on the ground I'm going to try and get out of this as much as possible and just going to beat you to the punch and <sighs> Paul was just so he seemed so adamant that he needed the fight on the ground. It was almost like watching a Ryan Hall fight at you times. Know what? That's exactly what I, I said to the guy sitting next to me. I went, this is like watching Ryan Hall because he just wanted to get that. And the ref, and he would stay there until the ref separated him and said, right, up you get. And it, and it, yeah, it, it just, and I, and I thought, um, Bear Jews, like stand up was pretty decent tonight. He threw big shots, but you know, I'm not. I'm not taking nothing away from his power, but it didn't look like Uzdemir was ever going to get in any real trouble with them shots. And I think, you know, we all know what what uh, what Bear G's strengths are, and it's it's you know it's tying you up on the floor. And Uzdemir must have trained so hard to just not get pulled in to that game. And and he fought a smart fight, and and that gave him the W. And speaking of the chin shop, I mean, Paul Craig shops at the chin shop. He has got some chin on him, Paul Craig. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, I I can't wait to see him back in there. Do you know what? In an ideal world, like he just beaten Krylov, 
I'd like to have seen him get Gus in there tonight. That would have been the fight I would have liked to have seen. But um, he'll bounce back from it. He's uh, he's a, he's a he's a top lad. He's 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 bare due. And uh, and there was no shame in that loss tonight. It was uh, it was a, a, a solid performance. But unfortunately, Uzdemir had kind of done everything he had to do to to not get pulled into the you know the jujitsu to get pulled into Paul. Um, let's end on a really great thing though. Away from UFC London, we have a new Cage Warriors lightweight champion of the world, and his name is George Hardwick. Chicken Palmos all round. Um, I watched the fight. Um, Jesus, I mean, he took he took some damage in the first round. His nose was busted really early, and that Carl Driscoll looked really good. But George is just relentless. Even when Carl Driscoll was hitting him with the heavier shots, maybe hitting him cleaner, George just kept putting that pressure on, kept putting that pressure on, and then started to land the body shots. And it's those body shots. Man, they hit hard. That left hook to the body. He dropped him, I think, in round three, and then he finished him in round four with that same body shot. George just seems to have an unbelievable stamina, a great chin on him again, uh, can just hit, hit you with volume, just sheer volume. And yeah, it was a phenomenal night for him. Uh, uh, are the Hardwick brothers the most exciting MMA brothers at the moment? I 100% would do every single episode of this podcast with the Hardwick brothers. Uh, <laughs> I think they are uh, just very unique so ridiculously funny. Uh, you know, Harry's just got funny bones. George has got this really dry sense of humour and they just, t- collectively, they just absolutely destroy me. Uh, and and they're absolute savages, you know. Harry's last outing, oh my God, what a tear-up that was. And then last night we get we get to see George win the strap. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're huge fans of the Hartwig brothers uh, on this podcast. We've had them on a couple of times now and we have to reach out and get, get them back on now. Georgie's the champ. Absolutely, absolutely. Any more for any more? No, we're done. Can I go home now? We're done. We can go home now. All right, bye guys. Let's hope this is recorded all right and that the quality was okay for you. Laters. <laughs>